Welcome everybody to another Wealthy Podcast. On this episode, we dive into one of my TikTok live events. I do these every Friday at 12 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. If you have the time and you're available, we'd love to see you at one of those live events where I can answer some of your questions too. Enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, hope you're having an awesome Friday. Today we're talking about how to start investing in property, how to start your portfolio. Um, I want to kick off this session um, by talking about the different fears, concerns that people might have when they are investing in real estate for the first time. Um, I know for, it's been many, many years since, uh, you know, I bought my first property, more than a decade now. But I remember some of those original pains and some of the original concerns and fears when you first start your investment journey. Buying real estate is unlike every other investment class because it's just so big. The barriers to entry are huge. Starting is really, really difficult. It takes years and years to save a deposit. And, um, you know, you've, you've got to get tens of thousands of dollars before you can go buy your first property. It's not like shares. It's not like putting money in your savings account or cryptocurrencies, all the other investments are really simple. You know, you put a dollar, ten dollars, a thousand, two, three thousand dollars, you can get started. The sum of money that you're putting up, um, it's way less scary. You're not really getting any debt. There's no huge um, impact to your life when you invest in every other investment class compared to real estate. You know, when you buy a lump of gold, you've got the gold there. There's no debt associated to it. You don't, you have no risk of having to personally guarantee it. If the investment falls over, there's, there's, there's no impact to you. With investing in property, it's a big, um, a big emotional journey. There's so many things locked into it. You know, should I buy my first home? Should I listen to my mom? Should I listen to my dad, my cousins, my friends, my relatives? There's so many um, opinions when it comes to buying real estate. And everybody's going to tell you how you can do it wrong. Everyone's going to tell you all the things that can go wrong. And everybody knows the best way to do it. Um, Except for they don't really consider your circumstance. They don't know how much you can afford. They don't know what's important to you and what your major fears or concerns are. Um, buying your first piece of real estate for many people, they're waiting till they're well in their thirties. The average first home buyer is about thirty-five ish. That means that they have been working since, let's just say, they were twenty. They've been working for fifteen years, saving up a deposit. If you're buying a property in Sydney, it takes up to twelve years for you to save a twenty percent deposit. In many of the other states, it can be quicker, but that's a huge amount of time for you to be thinking about this investment. There's a lot of emotional. Um, baggage that comes with buying property, especially if you're confused about if it should be your first home or an investment. Now, today I want to talk about investing rather than buying your first home. Um, I think that buying an investment is a much simpler way of getting into the property market because there's less emotional baggage that comes with it. When you're buying an investment, you're looking to get something that's going to give you a good return. A good return. It doesn't have to be the best return out there. The beauty of real estate is you've got um, 
you've got the ability to use leverage. You know, for every dollar you put in, you've got $9 of as a loan. Now, that's really good because say you bought a $500,000 property that moves 10%, you've made 50K. That's an awesome return on your cash. That also comes with a lot of risk and it comes with a lot of fears associated with it too. Lots of people out there are scared by the fact that you're going to get a $500,000 loan. Real estate is the largest discretionary spend that many of you are ever going to buy. It's more expensive than a Ferrari, more expensive than a Rolex watch, more expensive than you know most holidays that you're going to go and take. So it's very, very scary. Now, the debt side of things is a big fear as well. Now, why I am I tell many people to start off their journey into real estate by buying an investment first is because when you buy an investment, you're typically going to you're going to have an income attached to it. When you buy your first property, you're going to have an income attached to it. You're going to be receiving rental income. Now, if you've picked the right property, there should be then enough rent there to cover most of the expenses attached to that property, if not all of it. And if you've chosen your property um, well, you should also be getting tax back, tax from your, from the interest, you've got heaps of deductions from the interest, deductions from all the expenses, deductions if it's a, um, from the depreciation in the asset as well. So you should be getting tax back as well. Now, why I say go start with an investment is there's heaps and heaps of good properties you can go and get out there that you can buy within your means. If you're looking at buying your first home, typically the first home you're going to buy will never meet all of your requirements. It's never going to be your dream home. And people think about it as there's a lot of FOMO that comes with buying real estate. You're always thinking about the things that you could have bought or the other things that you would have liked to buy rather than what I can afford. You know, if you've got a limited budget, you're forever trying to, nothing's ever going to be perfect. If you're trying to buy your own home, it's never fully going to satisfy you. There's always going to be this stuff that you would have liked to have had. You're not going to be able to buy in the area that you'd love. You're not going to be able to buy something big enough, new enough, nice enough. It's never going to tick all the boxes unless you've got an unlimited budget. Whereas if you're buying an investment, it's a much simpler process. It needs to meet your budget. So once you figure out what your budget is, you can even lower your budget. So you're taking on less debt because there's less um, fear attached to it. You can, there's rent coming in. So that means that the rent helps with the servicing of the property. It means that there's less fear for you if you lose your job, if you know, you're buying with your partner and your partner wants to have a baby, there's, there's that too. You can still afford to go on holidays. Um, you're not anchored to that property. It just needs to cover, the rent just needs to cover most of the debt attached to it and the interest in your expenses and that's okay. But I understand for a lot of people out there, the big question here that I've got from a lot of you is, what if I buy the wrong one? You know, how do I buy the right one? What What is the right property for me? Now, the beautiful thing about this day and age is there are so many resources of information out there. There are companies giving away free information. There are blogs, you know, YouTube channels, books. 
there is an infinite amount of resources available to you to help you find what market's going to suit you best. Now, to really simplify things for a lot of you fearful investors, I want you to think about your next investment as a stepping stone. You know, with property, people tend to think because it takes so long for you to buy that first one that you're, you're going to be one and done and this one property has to tick all of your boxes and all your criteria and it has to do everything and it has to be perfect. The beauty is that it's one of potentially many. You need to, it's a stepping stone. It's the first investment that's going to get you going and it needs to do enough that at some point in time you can buy another one. The first is the hardest. After the first, you can buy many, many more after that. The first property that I purchased was a shitty little two-bedroom for no, $280,000. Um, but you know, I had lots and lots of people telling me that it was the wrong investment not to invest there because it was an area that they didn't want to live in. It was a area, it was a, an apartment that people didn't want were telling me not to buy apartments because houses are better. And um, it was in an area that they didn't like or weren't familiar with. But that first investment, over the space of three to four years, it grew about $100,000, a little bit of luck, a bit of good fortune. That 100K allowed me to then use that money to buy the second one. Now, the benefit of buying something in an affordable market with strong rental returns, meaning means that if given enough time, the growth will come. And if you've picked a property that the rent covers most of the debt, most of your expenses, you can then afford to almost forget about the investment, allow it to run its course, allow it to grow in the time that it needs. It is a long-term investment. And once you get the equity, the equity typically comes all in one go. It doesn't normally grow consistently like this. It's not linear. The growth will come like this. Maybe there's nothing for a little while, might have a little bit of a dip, but then over a space of a, a year, 24 months max, you'll get 15, 20%, 30% price growth. All you need to do is wait for the market to do a lot of that work for you. The last, the last cycle that we had, regional centers did a lot of the growth. Um, houses grew really, really well. Apartments started to catch up as well, but the price growth happened all in one go. So people that had you know, a five hundred or $400,000 property, they got 30% price growth all in one hit. You know, they made $120,000 off an original investment amount of 40K. Now, I want to say something about that as well. For a lot of you out there, you're thinking, well, for my first property, I might need a deposit of, you know, if you're thinking about your first home, you're typically trying to buy something that's just above your means. So you might want to be spending seven, eight, nine hundred, maybe a million dollars. And you're thinking, I need a 20% deposit. So that means then you need a $200,000 deposit plus stamp duty, so that means you're 300K to go and invest. Now, if you remove a lot of the, the um, what you need as your own home, you try to lower the, the, the barriers to entry, if you're thinking about now an investment, not your own home, instead of spending a million, you go and spend, say, $500,000, $600,000. And if you go and have a look at what is available to you out there, you may not need as much cash as you originally think to get into the market. You know, if you buy a 
this be a little bit tricky and we want to go and use some of the government grants, you may be able to go buy something that is going to give you, can put all your stamp duty back so you won't have to pay stamp duty costs if you buy something brand new, less than $600,000. You also get a $10,000 government grant. And if you're looking at potentially buying something off the plan, if you've got a year or two years under your belt, you may only need 10% first to go and buy. So buy half a million dollar asset, you may only need 50K to get started. If you've got 12 months to go and save the remainder of your deposit, or 24 months to remain, save the remainder of your deposit, you've got time under your belt. The other thing that you can do to get into the market is potentially use guarantors. You know, if you're lucky enough to have mum or dad as the bank, you can go and ask them to give you, um, to be guarantor on your loan. So that means you don't necessarily need to come up with the full 20% deposit. There are also different government grants out there available to you where they will come in and you can get in with as little as a 5% deposit and they'll guarantee the rest of it for you. Now, each of these different incentives, uh, uh, initiatives comes with different rules and regulations. And it means you get in as a first home buyer, maybe a first home buyer for 12 or six months, 12 months for a time, and eventually you can turn it into an investment. But if that's not your jam, that's fine. What it just means is you can just lower the price that you enter in. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about is... you know, that fear, going back to that fear of buying the wrong property. What I've noticed over the past 15 years of investing in real estate is, and looking at historical data, is you, time heals a myriad of wounds. And what I mean by that is if you don't go and do something stupid, my old boss used to say, Real estate investing is easy. You just have to not fuck it up. And what I mean by that is if you stick to the fundamentals, if you buy something near major metro hubs, not too far away from, you want to stick to close to high population centers. And if you buy something that's within your means, you can afford to cover the debt, cover the expenses, a lot of rent coming in, and you can afford to hold that property for five, 10 years. Over that period of time, you're more often than not going to see strong growth. You know, I had a look at some recent CoreLogic data and over the past 25 years, you know, the lowest performing state, I think it was maybe Perth, but it grew about 6% as an average over time. So what that means is if you just go and pick the average property out there, buy within your means and you've got enough rent coming in, it's going to do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Worst comes to worst. So what you can just go and do is talk to different companies like mine, wealthy, there's other businesses out there, and there's a whole heap of free information out there, and they'll tell you where you should be investing. Anyways, okay, well, look, I'll wrap up today. Um, That was a quick session. Have an awesome Friday. Have a lovely weekend, and I'll see you all next Friday.